everybody, I am Catalina and this is the Changemakers Podcast, a show exploring the sustainable development goals and highlighting thinkers and initiatives that are working towards achieving the UN's 2030 agenda. Today, my guest is Jennifer Peister, a social entrepreneur working towards a vision of increasing civic engagement and bringing communities closer together. In this episode, we dive into Sustainable Development Goal 4, access to quality education and the power of young people and communities in creating positive impact and leading the path towards transformative change. So welcome, Jennifer, to the Changemakers podcast. It is a pleasure to have you as a guest and pick your brain on the topic of education. So the sustainable development goal number four is access to quality education. So what is for you quality education? Thanks for having me. That's a great question. So I was thinking in preparation, education, what's the purpose of education and what is quality education? For me, education needs to serve humanity, humans, but also the planet. So I believe that quality education prepares human beings to thrive in the world and flourish despite the uncertainty and change in the world. But at the same time, quality education also teaches people not only about themselves, but also about the planet. Because I think our goal as humanity should be to preserve ourselves, right? To be able to flourish and thrive. So it's not enough to just learn skills that will allow us to have a stable job in the future. We also, quality education also needs to achieve that we can live on the planet by taking care of it and better understanding the implications and impact of our actions. Where does your passion for education come from? Great question. So to be honest, I always love to learn and I think every human being loves to learn but I became particularly interested in education when I started my bachelor's at Leiden University College in The Hague. I enrolled for a program that was literally called Global Challenges and it really caught my attention because it was a way to learn about like the sustainable development goals and like you know the challenges we as humanity face and then I became really interested in actually how do we learn about these important things because I realized once I was in university that there's so many crucial important things I wished I had learned in high school for example you know what are the implications of my action what does it actually mean that I'm consuming clothes that I'm eating meat what does it actually due to the environment and to other people and having a lot of aha moments in my university made me really, yeah, even more passionate about education and the role. Mm -hmm. And what do you think are the biggest challenges that we are facing right now in the context of education? So what are the biggest problems that we have to fix in this field? I do think that, I mean, in education in general, I can maybe speak a little bit about high school education or also university in general, but like institutionalized education, a big challenge I see from my own experience is that we have the wrong priorities. That's a little bit already what I said, like in terms of content, what we learn sometimes, I think nowadays it's so much more important 
to educate students to be critical thinkers who effectively challenge the status quo, given the state our world is in right now. But also a big challenge I encountered was the promotion of a fixed mindset. I think the system in which we are graded and students, especially me in high school, like, you know, I was always running after the good grade because that was kind of the thing that was rewarded. Because if you want to go to a good university, you need a good grade and I just feel and also in university I see it now a lot of people are running after the grade and when you just focus on performance the learning suffers many times so I do think this is definitely also a great challenge but in general also of course you know I think there's already a lot of knowledge on best practices what works like experiential learning experimental learning but it also seems like there's not enough resources because we also know for a fact that it's better to have small interactive classes, but that also means, of course, that you need qualified teachers, smaller classes, which, of course, is a big investment. And then you need the willingness from governments to pay for these crucial things. But again, I think it's a question of what do we prioritize? Mm -hmm. And how would this work on a global level? So I'm wondering, do you think is there an ideal model of educating people? Because depending on where you're from, depending where you grow up, education is quite different. And the idea of what is quality education is also quite different from China to the US to Latin America to African countries. So yeah, I just wanted to pick your brain, like how do you think we can overcome geographical challenges? And yeah, what do you think, is there a model, an ideal model of quality education that could potentially be applied everywhere on the planet? That's a great question. And to be honest, of course, I'm not an educational expert. And like, I would be very cautious with saying like, oh, there's this one universal model that needs to be applied everywhere. Because as you say, there are also geographical, cultural differences. And each region should have the autonomy to kind of say for themselves what they want. But I do think that there's the way the human brain is wired. Like as humans, we also tend, like we have great potential for creativity, for example. And I think whatever model it is, whatever school or other educational context, like allowing room and space for creativity, but also developing adaptability and flexibility. These are crucial things that enhance the human experience. Also, for example, you know, a topic I've becoming more and more interested in is communication. You know, we all were born with a mouth to speak and ears to listen, but yet there's so many communication misunderstandings each of us experience every day. And then communication is just the most crucial factor for good relationships, interpersonal, but also between states, community, whatever it is. So I really think communication is one of the most important things and tools. And any education model should teach students more about it. And if I was to kind of like, you know, work on designing a universal model or something, I would really insist that it sparks creativity to allow people become the best versions of themselves. And this includes also learning about oneself, but also learning that we are all interconnected, that there's not such a thing like boundaries or between 
you know, places or between socioeconomic status or race or religion, but that everything indeed is interconnected. That would be great if everyone in the world would understand that, you know, I think we would have a lot of less problems. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. And I also am a very passionate believer in the power of creativity and flexibility and teaching people how to become more adaptable to fast changes. And I'm just wondering how would that work? Because like when you think about education, most of the times you think about institutions, right? You think about the phases of primary, secondary, high school, university, and so on. And I think with variations in many places, you know, there's still the grading system, right? That there needs to be some sort of assessment of performance or some sort of assessment to understand if a child, you know, has mastered, let's say, math or languages, or if a child understands literature. So how would that work with the softer skills that are intangible, such as creativity or good communication skills? So Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you're also bringing this like assessment procedures because this makes me think of how flawed the system is also because, you know, we're comparing different people with different talents, with different insights, intuitions, skills by using these standardized assessments. So I think in an ideal world, and this is, I don't know how tangible that is, of course, but like in an ideal world, you would encourage these different talents and skills and allow everyone to become their best self. So it doesn't matter whether someone is really great and talented in math, someone else in languages, because at the end of the day, everyone is needed. Everyone can play a role by being their best selves. And this is something I feel like education sometimes undermines or makes people forget by rewarding always those with the best grades. But maybe the person with the bad grade is actually a much more creative entrepreneur who will bring very positive impact to the world with the other skills she or he has. But with soft skills, I think I do not need to find this correctly your question like regarding assessment. Like I do not think we would have to assess soft skills, but because again, for the same reasons I mentioned, but at least like bring room to students to practice them, to discover them. So yeah. I do think that soft skills are just as crucially important. And one of the things I actually forgot to mention before, but I think actually is the number one most important thing I would bring in any educational curriculum is compassion. Compassion for yourself, compassion for the other, and compassion for the planet. And that's something that can definitely be learned. I'm glad that you brought that up. The system itself needs to change to kind of eliminate this whole comparing students and, you know, grouping them also based on age and kind of forcing them to go through a standardized model of education. So what do you think is currently stopping, let's say, governments or companies or educational institutions from, you know, changing that model to something new and more appropriate for the challenges that we have to face in the 21st century? could be many different things. For example, it could be either ignorance, not understanding, but this, to be honest, genuinely, I don't think that it could be lack of willingness, no political will to change, maybe. But I think big one also, like going back to what I said earlier, the wrong priorities. I feel like we live in a society that really rewards performance and which sometimes then can have like larger 
societal implications, right? So I think it's really also having the wrong priorities, to be quite frank. But I do also believe that we're in a time of awakening where more institutions, also including governments, are trying to change because, you know, one of these big catchy words that is popping up a lot now is future of work. Now everyone suddenly realizing that, wow, this like socio-emotional component, emotional intelligence besides technical skills are things which robots will never be able to replace. So. I do think that there's also kind of like an awakening happen, people becoming more conscious. But to come back to your question, institutional challenges, I think change and changing curricula, A, is like a big, big change that requires a lot of time, a lot of investment and a lot of resources too, right? Like changing the entire system is a huge task. And I don't think it's impossible, quite opposite, like that's something I would love to push for. But it, of course, requires a lot of courage then and also willingness to change. And I don't know whether this is in certain circles maybe lacking so far. I really don't know. But yeah, I have trust that there will be a better understand for the real demand. Mm -hmm. I hope so too. <laughs> and coming back to you and what you do. So you are the founder of Impactify. Can you share what Impactify is and what is the mission with this project? So Impactify is a platform that encourages, educates and equips everyone who wants to be change maker. Like the big vision is really to have everyone contribute in their own way with their own experiences and skills to societal prosperity, societal welfare, because I genuinely believe that anyone can be a change maker. Wherever you are now, right now, you can already be part of change and serve others. I'm really like a big fan of these, you know, serving leadership mindset. But to come back to Impactify, so to narrow down, we will now, we're just getting started, right? We are a bunch of young people who are all about taking action. We learn about global challenges and so on, but now we really also want to get involved and be part of the solution. So Impactify is all about taking action and we will in our first pilot project focus on students. So what are we doing? We will provide workshops for students to learn tangible skills that will allow them to drive social change, but also connect them to already existing social engagement opportunities. Because from my own experience, I just realized there are amazing, amazing social projects, both, for example, nonprofits, but also companies that are doing amazing things. But often they happen to be under-resourced in terms of lack of uh, volunteers or interns or whatever it is. And there's also sometimes a lack of communication between the existing projects already. So what we want to do with Impactify is really become this platform where the many opportunities to get involved and the best practices that really drive change become visible. So this is our goal also, like we plan some social media activities to inspire other people to get involved. We really want to increase civic engagement and make everyone understand that they can be change makers and then equip them. So 
what would a student who just graduated, let's say, from Impactify, what is the profile of this change maker at the end? What do you wish for them to have acquired in terms of knowledge and skills? Oh, that's a beautiful question. I really hope to, you know, that Impactify will also attract a body of diverse people so like really different backgrounds i just hope that they will have learned like this change maker mindset you know i've been taking at uc berkeley a class that was literally called becoming a change maker and there we learned a lot about how to be like optimistic how to be adaptable flexible how to establish this mindset of courage where you're not afraid of failure or rejection, trial and error. So I really hope that people who go through the Impactify program tailored to their needs and wants will also kind of develop this entrepreneurial mindset of like, you know, an agency. Like I can drive change. I am bold to try out things, but also collaboration. I think a big, big skill that is often left out of the equation is collaboration. How do I work effectively in teams? Like Because in teams, of course, other dynamics come up. And how do I communicate effectively? So yeah, besides the change maker leader mindset, that also includes like serving leadership. I also hope to teach skills like communication but also more practical stuff like fundraising, marketing, like depending on what the interest of the student is. Awesome. Sounds like an amazing <laughs> program, especially nowadays when people are getting more and more aware about different challenges. And as you said, you know, especially young people, they want to do things. And it's great that there's a place like Impactify, you know, where they can get the tools and the mindset and the execution power to pursue those solutions. And also I just want to emphasize just quickly on a note on that because we've been talking on like what we hope, what skills they acquire. I also just want to acknowledge that a lot of like what we with Impact want to do is also recognize the potential that is already there because you know if I look around at my students, friends, like they have already amazing skills that we don't even need to teach them anymore. For example, my friend who's a graphic designer who have already amazing skills, but that sometimes are underutilized, you know? So we also acknowledge that there's already a lot of talent and skill that already exists, but that only needs to be matched to the social projects that need precisely those skills. So yeah, that's definitely also important. So besides the education, I think the matching part, being the bridge between the real impact and the students who are motivated is also just as important. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Final two questions. So first, what is the change that you would like to contribute to in your lifetime? I think it goes back to compassion. I really want to help people be more compassionate with themselves. That means not engage in self-destructive behavior and just becoming also the best version of yourself, like by being compassionate with yourself, like having growth mindset. I just came to realize in the past years that life is really a mental game and that many, many times we are the ones who are holding ourselves back or who are standing in the way of our own happiness. So compassion for oneself, but 
even more important compassion for others, which stems from compassion for oneself. Like I think a big change I want to be part of is like allow for more human connection across artificial boundaries, be it national, religious, racial, socioeconomic boundaries, and so on, you name it all. And also then lastly, compassion for the world, not just for others, but for the planet as a whole. And I just think right now we're in a very fascinating time in like human history where we really need to make big changes now. And I think the role I want to play is help making things again more humane and putting human dignity at the center. And here, for example, making the economy more humane, the working conditions. And yeah, there are a lot of areas of societal life that needs this dimension, needs some changes. And I hope that I can be part in some. But how exactly, like, I don't know, I'm still exploring and still on the journey. The most important is that the goal is there, the passion is there, and you'll figure out <laughs> as you go through this journey. Thank um, you. <laughs> and final question, more practical advice also for the listeners of this podcast. So what can the listeners of this podcast start doing today? Oh, beautiful. I like that. Yeah, you can start taking action any day. I mean, I believe if you're for real, like passionate, you want to be part of the solution, try to figure out what interests you. Is there like a topic that you're really interested about? If not, that's totally okay. You can still discover, I think, open your heart and open your eyes. Look what's going on in your own community in front of you. I once attended a talk with the UN Secretary General and he said, you know, how will you help the stranger far away if you cannot even see the struggle of your neighbor. And I think that's something we can start any day, becoming more aware, more compassionate with the people around us. Once you kind of open your eyes and your heart, you start to realize, okay, maybe there's something that's going wrong or something that could be improved. And then you can think about, okay, what skills or like, what resources do I have? Maybe it's time. Maybe it's a particular skill you could teach someone. But try to figure out how you can serve with what you personally already have. So I would say like start reflecting, but then also search for opportunities to serve because opportunities to serve, they are plenty in front of us every single day it's just a matter of realizing them and then acting upon them and for the acting upon them my advice for anyone who's listening is be bold be courageous and i believe if you have a good intention you will also do great and lastly find allies change never happens alone you need to find even if it's just one person who shares your passion together you will always achieve more so yeah awesome. amazing amazing inspirational note at the end thank you so much for all your thoughts on this topic it makes me really happy to hear you talk so passionately about this and that we share so so many thoughts and so many ambitions in common so thank you so much for being part of this <laughs> thank you Catalina great to be here 
Thank you for listening. This was the Changemakers podcast with Jennifer Feister on SDG4, access to quality education and how empowering young people to become changemakers will help us achieve the sustainable development goals. If you like this episode, share it within your community and connect with me on Instagram at change.makers.stories and on LinkedIn. You can find all these relevant links in this episode's description. If you are curious about the sustainable development goals and initiatives that are working towards the UN's 2030 agenda, subscribe to this show on SoundCloud, Spotify or iTunes and don't miss the upcoming episodes. Thank you.